Welcome to Choice Classic Radio. Like us on Facebook, subscribe to us on YouTube, and help keep this show alive by donating at choiceclassicradio.com. For more of your favorite old-time radio shows, join us on our companion podcast, Choice Classic Radio Mystery, Suspense, Dramas, and Horrors, where we bring to you the most mysterious tales that the golden age of radio had to offer. And now, with 677 episodes made, airing on the Mutual Broadcast Network from 1937 to 1954, we bring to you The Shadow. Thrilling Adventures of the Shadow are on the air, brought to you each week at this time by your neighborhood blue coal dealer. These dramatizations are designed to demonstrate forcibly to old and young alike that crime does not pay. This is no time of the year to let your coal supply get low. Sudden changes in temperature and war conditions may delay transportation and keep your order of coal from getting to you when you'll need it most. Fill your coal bin now and help relieve transportation facilities for war supplies. Your friendly blue coal dealer is able to take care of you now from supplies on hand. But this condition may change at any time, especially since this fine home fuel is so rapidly gaining new users. New users who have found you get more dependable heat plus real economy with blue coal. Yes, it's wise to be prepared. Call your friendly blue coal dealer tomorrow. The Shadow, mysterious character who aids the forces of law and order, is in reality Lamont Cranston, wealthy young man about town. Several years ago in the Orient, Cranston learned a strange and mysterious secret, the secret of hypnotic power to cloud men's minds so that they cannot see him. Cranston's friend and companion, the lovely Margot Lane, is the only person who knows to whom the voice of the invisible shadow belongs. Today's drama, The Thing in the Swamp. Have I told you not to sneak up behind me like that? Oh, Hugo, don't be angry with me. Fools. Fools. I'll never find it. Uh, never. What did you say, Hugo? Huh? Uh, nothing. Hugo. What? 
How much longer must we stay here in this houseboat on this dismal swamp? As long as I want to stay here. But, Hugo, I'm frightened. I'm afraid of this place. Those strange noises we've heard in the swamp. Do you think it's true what that man Nestor said on the radio? That there's a monster living in the depths of Pearl's swamp? Well, how <laughs> else can one explain those unearthly noises that come from the swamp? Don't be a fool. If it's money, Hugo, money. if that's the re... Money. Yes, Hugo. What do you mean, money? Oh. oh. What are oh. you trying to find out? Nothing. Nothing, Hugo. I... I only wanted you to tell me what it is that, that keeps us here on this houseboat away from everybody. Oh. No, Amy. No. Not even you. Now, go to bed. It might help you to tell me, Hugo. I said go to bed. All right, Hugo. All right. No. No, not even dear Amy. No one will know. I'll have it all. All to myself. That laugh of the loon sounds lonesome tonight. Sounds almost... That's not a loon. That's not a loon. That's not a loon. Oh. What are you? What do you want? Stay away from me. You're not a real person. You're a... an animal. A thing apart from ordinary men. Your huge, ugly head. I'm scaly body. Sure you don't find me pretty. Now tell me, Hugo. Where is the money? Where have you hidden it? No, no. I won't tell you. No. You'll tell me, Hugo Mankino. You'll tell me. No. Amy. Amy, come here. You've talked enough, Hugo. I thought I heard you call me, Hugo. What? Oh. Oh. Ah! Now, Miss Lane and my good friend Cranston, will you two please explain why you dragged me to this broadcasting station? Well, Commissioner, Lamont and I were talking about that poor woman. Uh, what woman? Uh, Mrs. Menkino, Commissioner. The woman whose husband was carried off their houseboat into the swamp by that, uh, that monster. Oh, that. Uh, she's out of her mind. Well, don't be too sure of that, Commissioner. Miss Lane, not only am I sure, but several of the state's best psychiatrists are sure also. But we're not sure, Commissioner. Uh, I hate to tear myself away, Cranston, but I'm sure you'll understand. Leaving before Mr. Nestor comes? Nestor? Oh, yeah. Now, what's heaven's gift to radio commentators got to do with my being here? Well, you remember the story Mrs. Menkino told of that uh, thing in the swamp? You just mentioned that. Phony story. Very phony. Well, Peter Nestor, radio's teller of strange tales told of this exact monster living in the same swamp in his broadcast six weeks ago. Even the description that Mrs. Menkino gave the police of that monster tallied perfectly with Mr. Nestor's story. Uh-huh. Coincidence. And, uh, by the way, Commissioner, 
Isn't Menkino the missing cashier of the National Bank that was robbed of so much money about five years ago? Well, it does happen the police have been looking for Menkino for questioning for some years now. But that has absolutely nothing to do with this monster story. Lamont, let's hear what Mr. Nestor's saying on his broadcast. Okay, Margo. I'll turn on this radio. You won't hear much. The program's just about over. And that is the story, ladies and gentlemen. The statue, carved in granite and silhouetted against the sky, may be seen to this day. Well, the program's over. And now, a preview of next week's program. You may recall that my strange tale for my program just six weeks ago dealt with a legend of the thing in the swamp. Lamont, he's talking about it again. If you have read your newspapers lately... You know that a woman has reported that her husband has been carried off by a monster who exists in the murky waters of Furl Swamp. And next week on my broadcast, I'm going to the exact spot where the monster is reported to have struck and attempt to give you an on-the-spot description of him. Don't forget to tune in next week. You have an appointment with danger. An appointment with a thing in the swamp. Good night. At the end of the broadcast, turn it off, Lamont. Right. Well, Commissioner, what do you think now? I think I'd like to talk to this Peter Nestor. Hey, How about a story, Mr. Nestor? Yeah. All right, all right. I'll give you a report of the story later. Thank you. Uh, pardon me, the page boy said you wanted to see me. Mr. Nestor? Yeah? I'm Commissioner Weston. This is Miss Lane, Mr. Cranston. How are you? How, How do you do? do? I can guess what you're here for, Commissioner Weston. It's that story of mine that came true, right? The first time. What I'd like to know, Mr. Nestor, is where you got that story. Why, it's an old legend of the swamp. But the thing happened just as you described it. Don't you think that's strange, Mr. Nestor? Yes. How can you explain that? Oh, believe me, I was as surprised when I read about it as you are. As far as I knew, it was just a legend. Well, what about you going to Furrow Swamp and doing an on-the-spot broadcast? Next week, I'm going to that houseboat and wait for the monster. If it comes, I'll describe it over the air to my audience. Mr. Nestor... Do you mind if I come with you? Not at all, Mr. Cranston, but I'm very much afraid we'll find the monster's a myth. That the woman who reported her husband's death had listened to my broadcast and that her unbalanced mind had seized upon the idea. I'm not so sure, Mr. Nestor, because I believe that the so-called legendary monster is more than imaginary now. Well... Here I am, bound to a chair on the houseboat, gentlemen. And I'm ready for what may come. One more picture, Mr. Nestor. All right, all right, one more. Thanks. Thank you. Well, my broadcast will begin in just eight minutes. That'll give you all enough time to get back the half mile to the truck containing the portable radio equipment where you may listen to my program. Well, uh, I thought, Nestor, that I was to be allowed to remain here. I'm sorry, Mr. Cranston, but if you stayed, all these reporters would want to stay, too. If there is such a monster, it would certainly scare him away. He's right, Lamont. Yes, I suppose he is. By the way, Cranston, where's the good police commissioner? Well, to use his own words, he had other more important things to do. Hmm. Perhaps he'll be sorry he didn't come along. Perhaps. Well, good luck, mister. Yeah, thanks. And now, gentlemen, it's time to go. What's on your mind? I have an appointment with a thing in the swamp. Lamont, I wish we'd gone inside the transmitter truck with the others. It's not too cheerful out here in the car. Well, if anything should happen to Nestor, we can reach him quicker from here, Margot. This car radio takes quite a time to heat up. Uh, Nestor should here be... Here I am, alone. 
alone oh, on the haunted houseboat of the missing Hugo Mankino, bound to a chair, waiting for our monster to come. It's not too comforting to remember that Hugo, living with his wife on this very houseboat where I am now, met his death by this monster just ten days ago. His body is supposed to be at the bottom of the swamp. Tonight, I shall attempt to describe this monster to you. Now, the police have claimed that this thing doesn't exist. I not only say that it exists, I say it will visit this houseboat tonight. Now remember, listeners, I'm tied from head to foot. My only contact with the outside world is this microphone propped up beside me. In front of me is the open door of this doomed houseboat, where I can see the swamp in which our monster is supposed to live. Nothing has disturbed the waters of the swamp up to... Wait. Wait, I see something. Lamont, do you think... I something think we ought to hear what he has to say. Rising from the waters outside the door. Oh, 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 oh no. Oh, no. Lamont. The laugh's on me. Do you think he sees anything? He's, He's a, a good storyteller, Mongo. You've Let's got to believe it. me. Uh, wait a, a minute. Good as Nestor is, he thing. couldn't make up the sounds of those chains. Claws covered with seaweed. And I can't get away. I can't. No, no, stay away from me. Stay away. Lamont, what is it? That's what we're going to find out. Act two of The Thing in the Swamp will continue in just a moment. First, consider this important fact. You need proper heat in your home just as you need proper clothes and proper food. And you can only enjoy that sort of heat when you have the right fuel. Blue coal, you'll find, is right because it's prepared especially for home use. It's delivered to your home in exactly the right size to give you the most efficient heat. That's why this superior home fuel keeps your home warm and comfortable at all times. Every room at the right temperature. Add to all that the new Blue Coal Automatic Heat Regulator, and you're sitting on top of the world. The Blue Coal Automatic Heat Regulator saves climbing up and down stairs. It automatically makes the adjustments that increase or decrease the heat according to your needs. It's easily and quickly installed. You can take it with you when you move. And what's more, it saves money. Ask your neighborhood Blue Coal dealer for a free demonstration of the Blue Coal Heat Regulator. He's listed under the words Blue Coal in the yellow section of your classified phone directory. Call him tomorrow. Now, back to the shadow. Now that we've gotten rid of the reporters and everybody else, Cranston, Miss Lane, what is this all about? Well, Commissioner, we were listening to Nestor's broadcast in my car. About a half mile from here. Well, everything was going fine on the program until... Miss Lane, I heard the broadcast. What I want to know is, where is Nestor now? I told you over the phone, Commissioner, he's gone. Gone? Now, look, Cranston, I was there when Nestor told you that he didn't believe any monster was going to show up. Weston... That monster really appeared. Nestor was tied to this chair here. You can see for yourself that the cords are broken. He couldn't have done that himself. So what? He hired a guy to cut him loose for publicity. I don't think so, Commissioner. And that doesn't explain this clump of wet seaweed here on the floor. <laughs> the wind could have blown that in. Personally, I'm going home. I think you've been taken in by Nestor's legend. And personally, I'm going home. Do you want to go home, Lamont? Uh-uh. Do you? Uh-uh. 
You're not afraid because everybody's gone back to town and left us here? <laughs> I should say not. Good. Because I think that if we stay here aboard the houseboat, the thing in the swamp may pay us a visit. Cops and the reporters are gone now, Rock. Yeah? Give me those glasses. I want to take a look across the swamp. Yeah. We'll soon see. Gone, eh? There's still a car parked near the houseboat across the swamp there. That guy Cranston and his friend Miss Lane are still hanging around. What do they want? Suppose we row across and find out. Hey, Rocky, what about this this thing in the swamp? Forget it. Yeah, maybe this ain't such a safe hideout there. I all. said forget it. What's the matter, Nick? Are you turning yellow? No, no, Rocky, no. I don't think Cranston and Miss Lane are going to stick around long if the monster shows up. I don't like this, Rocky. I don't like it at all. You'd like a cut of the National Bank robbery money, wouldn't you? Yeah. Now with Mankino dead, we'll never find that, though. It's still where he hid it. And we'll find it. Rocky, who killed Mankino? How did you find out about it? What difference does it make? When I came in this with you, I told you I didn't want nothing to do with no murder. Now, if Keep you... your shirt on. I only heard about it on the radio. The monster is supposed to have done it. Look, Nick, I ain't gonna double-cross you the way Mankino double-crossed me on that bank stick-up. For five years, I've been waiting my chance to get my hands on that dough, and nothing's gonna stop me now. No. Not even that nosy guy Cranston and that dame poking around. What are you going to do, Rocky? We're going across the swamp to the houseboat and give Cranston and his girlfriend a little surprise. Lamont. Yes? What time is it? You just asked me that five minutes ago. Well, it seemed like five hours ago. How much longer will we have to wait for... For that thing. There's no telling, Margot. It's the suspense of waiting that's so deadly. You're right, Margot. I think I'll take a look over this houseboat. Perhaps the answer to this whole mystery is right here. I'm not sure I'm going to like the answer if we do find it. What's this? What? This door here. I didn't notice it before. Ah. Seems to be a flight of steps going down into the hold of the boat. I can't see much. It's so dark down there. Here, I'll flash a light down there. I don't see a thing. Let's go down. All right. Seems to be a lot of water down here. What is it, Margot? Rats! The place is full of them. Let's go up again, Lamont. Hey, you go up, Margot. I want to take a look around. All right, Lamont. I'll wait for you on deck. All right. There. I wonder if I'll find what I'm looking for here. Let's see what's under this sacking here. Good heavens! Those claw marks on his throat. I could almost believe that legend about the monster. Margo! Margo! I found Nestor's body! Margo! What is it? Margo! Hip! Open this door! Open, I say! Pound all you want, mister. You'll never get out of there alive. I don't like this, Rocky. I don't like it. Just keep her on and let me manage this. What about this dame here in the boat? What are you going to do about her? Maybe you killed her. Maybe I have. Rocky, I told you I don't She's want... only unconscious. She's okay. Yeah. When she comes to, she's going to start yelling. we got to let her go. She won't yell. 
That guy you locked in the hold of the houseboat. He can break out of there, Rocky. The water's so rough. Look, I'm getting sick of your griping. I tell you, he won't break out. Before we left, I opened up the seacocks. He's probably drowned already. Look back. You see how low the boat sunk in the water? We're going back, Rocky. What are you talking about? When I came in with you, I said no killing. And we're going back and save him. Yeah? You're looking into the barrel of a gun, Nick. I think you've been around me long enough to know I'll use it if I have to. Okay, Rocky. You win. That's better. Just do as I say and we'll get along. She's coming too. Lamont, I... Look, lady. I mean business. One sound out of you and... Where's Lamont? What have you done to him? Shut up. Rocky. Rocky, what's that? Where? There. Those waves in the water. Looks like someone's swimming, but there ain't nobody there. Just waves. Shadow. What did you say? Nothing. That's funny. I'd have sworn you said the shadow. No. No, no, I didn't. I've heard of him. I always wanted to meet up with a shadow. Let's see if a bullet will stop those No, waves. don't! No. Hold it, Nick. No, let me go! Still coming no. toward us! No! Oh, no. Now it stopped. No. Stopped no. good. I always wondered if a bullet could stop the shadow. Now I know. <laughs> oh, Lamont. Lamont, I... Oh, what do you want? What are you going to do with me? Come on, lady. Come with me. No. No. Don't you understand? I'm going to let you escape. Escape? This wasn't my idea. I don't want no part of it. I was after some easy money, but I realize now I was wrong. But I... Don't stop to talk now, lady. Rocky will be back here in the hideout any minute now. i got to get you out of here safely. We'll have to work fast. (laughs) What's that? It's the Shadow? Shadow? Well, I thought... You thought the shadow was dead. That your friend Rocky killed me in the water. I saw the waves. Stop. The shadow cannot be killed, Nick. Uh, What are you going to do to me? I'm going to let you go. You're not evil, Nick. You've been misled. I'm going to give you a chance. The chance to go straight. Rocky's come back. Well, if Rocky's come back... No! No, it's the monster! The monster! Come. Come with me. You're going to the bottom of the swamp, and no one will ever find your body there. Just as they'll never find Mankino. No. No. No, don't come near me. Stop. What? Who said that? The shadow. The shadow's dead. The shadow is not dead. The shadow can see through your disguise. No. No, stand back there. Let let go of me. Now I recognize this voice. It's Rocky. So you're the thing in the swamp. You killed Mankino. Uh, now you know there's no reason for this disguise any longer. Off it comes. So, Rocky, that explains the monster. A diving helmet and a rubber suit covered with seaweed. Yes, Shadow, now you know. What are you going to do about it? You must pay for your crimes, Rocky. Oh, no, not Rocky. I'm getting out of here and you're not stopping me. I've got my gun trained on Miss Lane here in one false move and she died. <laughs> Double-crosser. You killed him. Yes, just as I killed Minkino and Nesta. Just as I'll kill you if the shadow tries to keep me from leaving here. You won't try to stop me, will you, shadow? You can't escape justice, Rocky. Oh, yes, shadow. I'm clever. You'll have to admit that. Not clever enough to find the money stolen from the bank. The money that you and Minkino stole together. You're wrong, shadow. I found the money, and I have it outside. Mankino couldn't hide it from me. 
And now, Shadow, Miss Lane and I are leaving. Tried to stop me, and she'll... <laughs> well, you saw what happened to my double-crossing friend, Nick. Come on. No, you don't, Rocky. Oh, my God! You knocked it out of my hand. What's the matter, Rocky? Lost your courage and bravado? I... You lost your gun? I... Shadow... Give me back my gun. Give it back No, to me. Rocky, you'll never have the opportunity to use it again. You'll never kill again. But you don't understand. I had to kill Mankino. He tried to cheat me out of my share of the money. I had to do it. The money which you and he had stolen from the bank? I helped him steal it. It belonged to me, too. You have a twisted sense of right and wrong, Rocky. There is only one place for men such as you. The police will see to it that you pay your debt to society. Your days of killing are over. <laughs> Rocky made a complete confession of the whole thing this morning. Well, Lamont, I still don't understand where Rocky got the idea for his monster disguise. Margot, strangely enough, he got it from Nestor by listening to the tale of the thing in the swamp on the radio. He procured a diving helmet with a portable oxygen tank, covered himself with seaweed, and brought Nestor's legendary monster to life. Well, what purpose did he have in doing that? He's been trying for five years to find out where Menkino hid the money. He knew that Menkino was almost stubborn enough to die rather than tell. And Rocky thought that he might scare it out of him. But why did he kill Nestor? He wanted to build up the story of the thing in the swamp so as to scare people away from the hiding place of the money until he found it. He thought Nestor's death would do that. Oh, one thing led to the other. Yes, Margot. You know, I've just had a weird thought. What? In a way... Nestor was killed by a monster that he himself brought to life in the minds of ten million listeners. So actually, he created a monster that destroyed him. A real-life drama proving that crime does not pay will be presented immediately after a message from John Barclay, Blue Coal's distinguished home heating expert, Mr. Barclay. Thank you. Friends, an important part of furnace operation is refueling, fixing the furnace. Now here's the way to do it right. First, shake the grates gently until you see a red glow in the ash pit. But don't allow red coals to drop through the grate. Second... Take a hoe and pull the live coals to the front of the firebox so the fire slopes downward from the front to the rear. Then put the fresh coal to the rear of the furnace. But don't cover all the fire. Leave a spot of live coals in the front. You need these to ignite gases arising from the fresh coal. Finally, remove ashes from the ash pit and set the dampers. Close the check damper and open the ash pit damper. Of course, with the Blue Coal Automatic Heat Regulator, the dampers are automatically adjusted for you. Yes, folks, the right way is the easy way, and the easy way in this case is the economical way. Your Blue Coal dealer is always glad to help you with your home heating problem at no charge, no obligation. I know you'll be pleased with the friendly help you receive. Call him tomorrow. Thank you.
The Shadow Program is based on a story copyrighted by the Street and Smith Publications. The characters, names, places, and plot are fictitious. Any similarity to persons living or dead is purely coincidental. We now bring you an episode from real life proving that crime does not pay. November 1939. It is late at night. Two cars are speeding along the road. Suddenly, the second swerves ahead and forces the first car into the curb. Hey. Hey, what's the big idea? Why don't you watch me driving? Get out of that car, you hear me? Get out of there. Put away that gun. Get out of there with your hands in the air and quick. Okay, I'll get out and I'll teach you not to point guns at people, too. <clears throat> oh, so you're tough, eh? Well, how do you like this? Dead. Dead. That's how Albert Gatti handles wise guys. The dead will haunt you, Albert Gatti. And all the guns in the world can't save you. In a cell in Queen City Prison, January 12th, 1942, Albert Gatti hanged himself with a twisted sheet. The dead were avenged. And once again was proved the truth of the warning. The weed of crime bears bitter fruit. Crime does not pay. The shadow knows. <laughs> Next week, same time, same station, your friendly blue coal dealer brings you another strange and thrilling adventure in the shadow's daring battle against the forces of evil. Be sure to listen. And be sure to phone your neighborhood blue coal dealer for greater heating comfort at less cost. Remember, keep the home fires burning with blue coal. This story was produced by the DL&W Coal Company, distributors of blue coal. That concludes today's episode. We'd like to thank you and remind you to donate at choiceclassicradio.com. Remember, your donations make episodes like this possible.